Bitcoin was the best decision. Best decision. I ain't want to take my time and try to let me figure this out and lose money while doing it. Man, fuck all that. I was too poor to play those games. You feel me? And Bitcoin gave me the opportunity not to play those games. So yeah, all that stuff was popping, and I tried it all. Now and, and it was like, bro, no, like no. Let's go to let's go do this and find ways to get money doing this and using Bitcoin to to build up to build up everything you need. Hey, what's going on? It's your host, Tolu Oyemi, doing the most. Let's get to it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Now, back to the episode. Hey, what's going on, my masterminders? It is another episode of Mastermind Your Life. Yo, we got a Bitcoin legend in the making in the house, man. Justin Redrick, man. Man, Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Dang, you actually said the last name correctly. You good, yeah. <laughs> you good. And I, I feel like this is going to be such an exciting episode just because of the fact, like, you have so much information on Bitcoin and you're not somebody like we were just saying before it started. You didn't just start doing this last year and then AKA you're a guru now. Like, you've been in this for years, but... Man, tell us about yourself, like your background, like some of the things that you went through to kind of, you know, lead to who you are right now. All right. So before I say I want to say thank you for having me on here, man. Uh, it's truly a pleasure. I don't know. I thought I had to sneeze, but I hope not. Uh, y'all ain't going to catch COVID now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, real quick, man, anybody want to... Um, Real quick, if you shoot me a DM on Bitcoin, I mean, at Bitcoin Vegan on Instagram or Bitcoin underscore Vegan on Twitter, mastermind your Bitcoin, you'll get a free uh, chapter of my book and also uh, invite to a q and I'm having tomorrow around three o'clock. So, um, again, that's mastermind your Bitcoin. So real quick, man, you know, what led me even to be on this path, I'm going to give you the condensed version. I ain't going to go all the way in, uh, but you know, it started out with with being losing your home with your mom, being homeless um, in high school, and that has its own trickle effects. You're you're thinking about, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to college, or am I going to still be able to play basketball? I still was able to go to college, but didn't play ball. Um, so I went to college out of you know just going to leave Charlotte um, mm-hmm. while I was in high school. I witnessed one of my friends get killed at a party. And that kind of that did shape my life and my decisions as well. You know, at 17 years old, same year you lose your home, one of your one of your friends get killed. So I still went to school. Um, the school was cool. I went to North Carolina a and I don't know if anybody listening is an Aggie, but you know Aggie Pride, uh, which is an HBCU. And I stayed there for two years, man. And I decided to drop out of school. Like I wasn't focused in college. I just went to college because that's what you know people said you were supposed to do. But I didn't really, I didn't really find what I was looking for in college. I just found a lot of partying, a lot of weed, a lot of, a lot of uh, liquor, and a lot of trouble. Um, and so, like during that time in school, I'm still strapped for money. Start doing college things, selling weed, get real, get real bogged down into just life. So then I drop out of school the semester after making the dean's list. Crazy as it sounds. And the reason I dropped out of school because a college professor put a graphic on the board that said we won't be able to get a job in, in like five years after graduation. And I was like, man, listen, I remember what y'all said at orientation about Sally Mae, man. So she's going to have four years, four and a half years to keep knocking down my door for this money. And I got to pay interest on it. 
So I said, I'm good. I ain't want to really keep up with that. And plus, I saw a hole somewhere in there. Like, that don't make no sense. So then, um, you know, moving forward from that, I went back home to Charlotte, got caught up with, the, with a crowd of people that I really didn't hang around, even though I was still hanging around with the people. It was just a whole separate crowd. And we uh, created, a, we committed a crime that I know I committed out of desperation with no money. And that crime sent me to prison for three years. So I went to prison at 21, came out at 24. And what was that? For the crime. So yeah. it was like a breaking, it was a breaking and entry crime, kind of like a, a robbery crime or whatnot. And, you know, when I, when I was doing it, it was a situation where I had only wanted money and the guy didn't have no money. So I left the people there and then they got caught. And then of course I got told on and went to prison for three years. What so, the heck? I mean, hey, it's, I look back at it now, like, you know, I look at it like this. Had I not been caught, what would my decision making have been past that? Right. You know, and you know, you. But that was your first time, right? Oh yeah. I ain't care nothing about that. You wow. know, so um, so when I when I think back on it, you know, you got to pay for the decisions you make, no matter how That's people right. want to how people want to shape them. Like, oh well, you know, your first man. Listen, it's always it's all it's all good now. So I had gone That's to prison for three years and. You know, that's when I started really looking like, damn, I really fucked up. But during that time in prison, I realized like life on life, being poor, being broke, ain't that bad, you know, even compared compared to living in hell, you know, where they give you three hots in the cop, but you don't have no freedom. Mm. So I started just continuously. Um, I started learning different things. Like I even learned about the more science temple. I learned about the five percenters. I read about different religions and, you know, uh, the power of people but the power of black people as well. And that's where I really learned, like, you know, I can do whatever the hell I want when I get out of here. And I'm going to do what the hell I want when I get out of here. I'm not going to be a part of the status quo. I didn't want to drive trucks. I didn't want to become a barber. I didn't want to, you know, sell clothes. I didn't want to do no lawn, no lawn care and no disrespect to none of the brothers who do it, but that just was not going to be what I wanted to do. I wanted to lead a different path. So I came home in 2014 and when i came home i was immediately met met with the bs of coming home with a record um wow. i travel i i did a lot of i signed up for jobs everywhere got denied places um and i went all around all around the city trying to get a job and it wasn't until my cousin who had passed last year offered me a job opportunity to you know travel on the road with him and work doing retail merchandising. So I was like, all right, I would do that. But then I started noticing, like, I just felt like I wasn't living out my best self. Mm. So um, eventually I, and I was, and I was boxing at this gym at the time too, but eventually I started trans, I wanted to go to a vegan diet when I knew I was about to have a daughter and I wanted to transition to a vegan diet. And during this time, I'm noticing a lot of transformations taking place in my brain that's coming out. Like and what? Like, well, I wanted to be healthier because um, I felt, again, I was eating a lot of bullshit in prison, eating a lot of bullshit coming home, even though, you know, my mom was relatively healthy, you know, mm -hmm. but I realized that, you know, as black people, we didn't really know what health was. Wow. And I wanted to change that. Like, you know, people like, well, you know, veganism is kind of extreme. I'm like, well, I've been on the stream opposite end for too damn long. So I started just really looking at life like, all right, man, like, 
there is a better path to life that you can have. But you just got to change what you look at. And one of the things I started doing when I left those uh, crazy jobs was I started cooking and delivering vegan food at my house called Vegan on the Go. Vegan and, on the Go. <laughs> and so I would do cook and deliver vegan food uh, around Charlotte. And I probably didn't make no money, but I, I did learn something about, you know, business. I learned something about marketing. I just learned about being in the atmosphere and knowing what to look for when you're networking. Mm. Um, you know, when you're starting from the bottom, I hate to say it, but you start with people who are from the bottom with you and they have a certain, they have a different mindset about business, you know, about, you know, how to go about doing things. And, and it, didn't, it felt icky. It always felt like it was some trash. Um, but I had to graduate from those. I just looked at it like these are all levels and stepping stones. And no matter where, it's always going to be a stepping stone for me. Like I always, that's how I even looked at prison. Like, you know, this is just a stepping stone. I'm going to be up out of here. Exactly. Um, so, you know, going past that, it wasn't until I remember one day I was um, walking with my daughter and I said, you know, I don't know what's going on in the world, but something has to be going on that is so big that if you're there early, you could take advantage of it years down the line because when i had my daughter i realized like i'm set up in a cycle that's gonna lead to poverty wow like i'm set up in a mindset that's gonna lead nowhere to dead-end jobs every time i would look i'm like man i should be getting paid like 30 dollars an hour but i'm thinking why the fuck are you thinking about getting paid and out by the hour and what happened i remember one time i had gone to my granddaddy's house who passed in like 2017 and he had his bitcoin miner mm. like, what the hell is that and, you know, people were, you know, my mom and aunt was, you know, cracking jokes at them. But I just looked at them real serious, but I didn't know what it was. Um, and I remember my mom said that my granddaddy had opportunity to buy, you know, he had opportunity to have like a um, enterprise franchise very early on when they first came out. He could have bought, he bought like stocks and win in windows or very, very early. But, um, you know, he sold them. And I just really connect. I was like, he's looking at something that I need to be looking at. So it wasn't until again, I ran across my homeboy, Bitcoin Zay. And I didn't really know what Bitcoin was at first, but he told me, follow him on Instagram. And I'm like, all right, whatever the hell this is, whatever. And then I get, then I roll across a scam. I get scammed by someone using Bitcoin. Wow. And they were saying something like, well, you know, if you deposit money here, we'll give you. They always talk the good, high-level, fin traditional financial jargon. Well, if you um, if you deposit this money here, we'll offer you uh, such and such payout over the next sixty days. And when the sixty days is over, you get your money. Then I ran that across Zay. He said, "Bro, you getting scammed? Try to pull your money out." I wasn't able to pull the money out, and that's mm. a gem. So if you ever run across somebody, number one, saying they can guarantee you something like that. It's going to be a scam. And then if you already fell for it, try to get your money out. If you can't get your money out, all of what you're supposed to get, you're going to, it's definitely a scam. So after that, I said, all right, I want to take this thing serious though. You know, I knew Bitcoin wasn't, I knew Zay wasn't in the scam, scam yourself. And I knew that people use money for whatever the hell they wanted to. I knew not to believe that money was the root of all evil. I knew not to believe that. So by that time, I, uh, I told him, I said, man, listen, I need to learn about this. He said, man, they could change your life. I said, what is it? He said, it could change your life. It's decentralized. It appreciates like gold and you can spend it like money if you want to. And I said, well, could I buy a house with this in five years? And he said, you know, if you do right, you could do anything you want with it. 
So I said, all right, cool. So the price of Bitcoin around this time was like $626. Wow. And, <laughs> and <laughs> what was happening was that, you know, I knew I had a great asset, but I didn't know what the hell to do with it. Like, I didn't know anything about budgeting. I didn't know anything about, um, you know, watching my finances, any of that. I just knew I had the, I had the gym. I had the back end, but now I had to build out the front end. And that was a process itself. But, you know, over time, like, you know, you get tired. of. I got tired of, you know, trying to take money out to pay for, you know, repossession. I got tired of taking Bitcoin out to try to pay for, you know, bills. So I made a hard decision that no matter what comes up, I'm not going to sell this. Mm. Like I knew that I had to fix the business or fix the hustle on the front end. Fuck taking the money out. And that was hard to do. However, over time, you know, just doing more learning, I ran across some more brothers by the name of Murex Bitcoin Solutions that taught me a lot about Bitcoin that I did. I tell somebody like this, I did almost four or five years in Bitcoin, like folks do in college to learn about it. And it took me four years to create a course or these products I have overnight. So when you said that, you know, you hear a lot of folks like, man, you know, I'm a guru in, in, a, in a year. It's easy to say that shit when you in the bull market, bro. You know what I mean? But when Bitcoin is going through that bear market like it did for me and others for three years, you start picking up different skills, but you still earn Bitcoin. And that's what led me here today. Wow. That's that's super amazing because there were there were so many gems in that. And I like the mindset of you not wanting to get into a cycle that leads to poverty. I felt like that was such a huge, like you were able to look at life around you where people were working at dead end jobs and say, you know what? I'm not gonna pit myself and my daughter and my family through this situation because you, you are right. A lot of times people sometimes barely scrape by and because of that they end up you know trying to sling something on the side and you know mm-hmm. boom right back up you know where they thought they was never going to end up in uh jail and then to be able to be like you could have tapped into anything because i think 2015 there was a lot of different like amazon fba i think dropship and shopify there was a lot of different hot mm-hmm. top affiliate marketing and stuff like that mm-hmm. and even you kind of talked about like the, the vegan you know wills on go and it's interesting because i do feel as if my business partner and i have talked about this and i've worked with restaurants before like you're gonna learn business doing that like yeah you know, yeah yeah cost for goods sold and you gotta yeah. calculate different things and deal with a lot of different people and it's dealing with somebody's dealing with somebody's stomach is the one of the top hardest businesses in the world like i mean i i looked at try to how we're even calculating that drink that you're drinking you know what i mean like how are you gonna calculate the price of that drink by usage i'm like yo like okay it opened my eyes up to like business like anybody that can run a restaurant i think they can survive they, i think they could run any type of business because when everything when everything you do or everything you cook it's based upon the cost of everything you buy, even down to napkins and shit. It's like, man, like you don't, you don't really can't play no games. Yeah, you don't, ain't no games. Like you got to think about all that. So, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, there's a uh, Snoop. Who is Snoop from Atlanta? Uh, mm-hmm. Snoop Dilliard, uh, Two Chains uh, business partner. She owns about probably six businesses, and four of them are restaurants. 
So she owns the Escobar restaurants all in Atlanta. She's mm-hmm. like maybe two, three episodes back that I recorded. You can check it out, but okay, she's vicious when it comes <laughs> to uh, to everything. But that goes to the point too, as well, of saying that you were able to tap into people that had that experience because hey look you could decide to just throw yourself into bitcoin by yourself and make a lot of, like you were saying like somebody that even tried to scam you real quick like yo pause this and i think that even happened to me back then, uh but i never really put my information because i just felt like this guy came out of nowhere like he just talking this stuff but what what because even back then mm-hmm. you know you heard about like the 50 cents buying in the bitcoin and like some celebs and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it kind of went like this and boom it just yeah. kind of died off yeah. yeah what what made you kind of like stick and hold through and be like you know what like i'm just gonna keep marching to the beat of bitcoin well when i got in i think 50 had already uh i think the 50 cent stuff had happened like 2014 2015 so i got in i bought bitcoin july 9th 2016 and um well what really what really what what i damn what was really the determining factor was when i would talk to people who i went to school with you know they were they were smart who graduated had corporate jobs finance real nice level entrepreneurs i would ask them about bitcoin you know charlotte is the number three banking city in the world so i would go around and ask people what they thought about bitcoin like who i thought was like you know up there in their business Everybody turned their back on it. They thought oh, they thought it was nothing. And that's what let me know to be there, really. Like, because that's when I started noticing, like, there are levels. Mm. You know, if billionaires like Richard Branson and, you know, uh, I think, what, Cuban was on it back then. I mean, this was even before Elon Musk. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is before Elon Musk was, was just talking about Bitcoin. So, like... When I started looking at this stuff, I'm like, all right, man, you know, if y'all don't know nothing about it, that means I finally found something that is early. I did mm. not care. I did not care if none of the celebrities were talking about Bitcoin. I did not care if none of my favorite, none of my, none of the local entrepreneurs who were making noise. I did not give a damn because that meant that y'all were that and not to disrespect them, but that meant that y'all were not on the level that I was looking to be on. Like I wanted to be on a world class level. I wanted to be world. I wanted to be the best in the world at something, and I needed Bitcoin represented something that was going to be one the best thing ever. So I wanted to be attached to what the best was, not what everybody else was doing. I never liked to follow the crowd. And you know, when you were talking about drop shipping, like I tried to sell a T-shirt on drop on um, you know Shopify. Um, I even tried to do the coding thing. And again, I'm not knocking those folks who do that. But it was it was one of those situations where I noticed that it was kind of saturated because everybody was doing it and they were pouncing on it at the same time. And I knew that if I did not want to be a part of something that was going to get saturated, then I had to be in something like Bitcoin so early that no. I got into Bitcoin where 99% of the world did not know what it was. 99% of the global population. And those statistics are real. So being the first one percent of something means something it didn't matter if i had the money to buy a whole bitcoin because i still did not you know what i mean like at this same time brother i'm still i'm still like washing cars at a local a local car wash you know i'm still you know i'm still doing my business but when business go down i'm trying to find ways to make money and i Mm. still got to pay bills and i'm still getting paid like what 
$600 a week here, $400 a week here, you know, every two weeks there. And I got to make this shit stretch. So it didn't make sense to me to play around with dollars because I knew at this base level, if I learned how to take care of my money now, where every single dollar, you like, you don't need no spreadsheet. We only making, you know, $400 every two. You don't need no damn spreadsheet. One, one bag of weed can kill all of that, you know? So when I was working from that level, it let me know like, all right, I'm not here to, I can't, I can't hop around. I didn't have the funds to hop around and play around. I need to make mm. the best decision. Bitcoin was the best decision, best decision. I ain't want to take my time and try to let me figure this out and lose money while doing it, man. Fuck all that. I was too poor to play those games. You feel me? And Bitcoin gave me the opportunity not to play those games. So yeah, all that stuff was popping and I tried it all. And, I, and it was like, bro, no, like, no, let's go to, let's go do this and find ways to get money doing this and using Bitcoin to, to build up, to build up everything you need. Yeah. That's, you have an interesting mindset as in, you know, being able to look and say that I want to be the best at something. And that's really astounding because a lot of brothers, like you're right in those like saturated niches, like the, the drop ship, and they just want to go in, make a quick buck. And you're right. You are going to lose money. Like when you get in them type mm -hmm. situations, like, oh, you got to learn how to run Facebook ads or you got to run how to do uh, X, Y, Z. You're going to lose money trying to learn how to do all of that. And you still wanted to be able to be the best at something, but get straight to the point at doing it too as well so when did you start realizing like man i kind of hit the jackpot with this like or like there's something here that's massive like i i like when did when did that start happening well to all right so let me say this it kind of happened like i said when i realized nobody around me was doing it. like in charlotte north carolina at that time only other person i knew that it was black or white was Bitcoin's day, right? And wow. bro, bro was really into it and I've been knowing him since I was 11. So when I knew he was in it and nobody else was, I'm like, all right, cool. But what really started happening when Bitcoin had gone from $600 and it had gone all the way up to like $19,000 in 2017. And everybody around me was changing their pitch about it. And that was the most money I ever had in my life. And so when that started that's why i was really like damn like this is a real wealth builder like i was i had faith in it but it evolved wow. you know what i mean it evolved like you know every time everything things evolve like you might love you might love your wife you know what i'm saying when you when y'all first said i do or before but like a year or so within that shit starts evolving that's what it's just like whoa like all right because now people are like i don't know what this is this that, and the third but when it started going down I noticed people lost their lost the pitch around it. They 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 lost all the hype, the hype mm -hmm. that died down. And that was another indicator too. Like, okay, I'm still in the right space because a lot of people still follow trends. Mm -hmm. And when I noticed that I wasn't that this wasn't a trend more so than it was a lifestyle, I knew like, okay, we can we can make some noise with this because now, now I knew that I was in the right space because everybody still thought it was a fad. You know, what I mean, they were the people were still following mainstream media, mainstream finance, financial mm -hmm. advisors, who, in my opinion, if you don't have if a financial advisor does not have a certain amount of years of experience in Bitcoin, they don't really need to be talking to people about it. You know, wow. because people who 
people who don't give people the truth about Bitcoin, it doesn't matter if they like the shit or not. You know, but if you're not giving someone the truth about Bitcoin, you are doing a major disservice, a major disservice. And it's kind of like where um, I think Darren McFadden, his financial advisor, he told him he wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to invest like a million dollars in Bitcoin. Dude put it in somewhere else. That million dollars could have been 230. I mean, I think that million could have been like 237 million dollars or something like that. Ooh. Man, so, I, mean, I, I would be hurt, man. And I and I don't even know if it was a million. It could have been less than a million. It could have been like a I don't I don't really remember the numbers, so don't quote me. But if you look up Darren McFadden and that story, like I said, the numbers might not add up precisely, but the story is legit. So so I say, man, it, I knew I knew at that moment it was that time, man. Was, I knew the world was changing. I knew that the world goes through changes, mm. and, and at one point in time, while this world is changing, something good has to come out of this. It was too much bullshit. Like it was too much bullshit. The world has to go through a change. The world is going through one now. That's right. You know, like even with Bitcoin, I love Bitcoin, and I also look into exponential technology. Like when I look at folks build businesses now, what the hell are you going to build that's going to survive? The next three years because everything is up for grabs now uber is up for grabs you know what i'm saying like they just had an evaluation done and they lost 22 billion dollars worth of their value why is that what is currently taking place in the world you got you got you're gonna have look at tesla for instance i know we're getting a little bit off subject just look at tesla now go ahead go ahead they are now going to give you an opportunity to turn your car into payments you know what i mean like your car can either be autonomous or you can put your car up on like the Tesla network and someone use your car to go do Uber. Now your car isn't sitting idle no more. What's going to happen with Uber? What's going to happen with Lyft? When Tesla can do this all on their own network. You feel me? So you really got to understand where the world is headed. And that's where I was. Where is the world headed? I was so far behind doing years in prison, which can think of it like this. This is another thing I looked at. When you're in college and you're reading textbooks, you're already behind in business. That's correct. Then you come out. You 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 might have done four years in college, but you can be like 10 to 20 years behind in business based upon the textbook not changing. So you add that shit on top of prison. I didn't even know what Instagram. I didn't know how to screenshot, bro. You feel me? Whoa. I didn't even know how to rent. I did not know how to load up a video to Instagram when I came home from prison. I didn't know how to repost on Instagram when I came home from prison. So I knew I needed to be somewhere that the world was headed and the world was not really on the Bitcoin. So I had time to like, you know, those five years, entrepreneurs don't make no damn money. I had time to do that with Bitcoin, you know? So that's where I look at like, where's the world headed? You don't need to know the old world to operate in the new world. Mm -hmm. We know nothing about biblical times, but here we are. That's right. So that's how, that's how I looked at the world when I came home from prison. Yeah, and I think it's so interesting that you were able to have that foresight because even, you know, when I was in uh, jail and I was hearing what people were talking, because, you know, you're amongst people talking about their dreams, ambitions, what mm -hmm. they're going to do once they hit the streets and, you know, X, Y, Z, this person talking about this business. Yeah. A lot of people just want to go plug in with people they know and, you know, just go back, start working, go, go back, start working yeah. or. Yeah. You know, they just want to get a little job somewhere. Get get your little job, you know, stay, keep your head down. You know, don't get in no yeah. trouble no more. Like, you know, like, yeah. but for you to, for you to be like, I want to be where that growth, where, where the world is changing, where, because at the same time, Bitcoin could have flopped. You could have been in something whereby it was like, damn, yo, like, like 
you took a risk yeah you know yeah, yeah. and i took risk for, i took risk for my life and freedom for free bro bitcoin was not a, bitcoin was not gonna be that bitcoin wasn't that scary to me like i ain't start with no money i ain't i wasn't i didn't i didn't get lucky and be a billionaire and throw in you know a quarter quarter billion dollars and throw out no it wasn't like that i risked i risked my life and my freedom for pieces of money that wasn't going to ultimately change my situation wow. and that's something we we as you know not we but a lot of people do but especially black people do all the time like most people in the streets risk their life and their money i mean risk their life and their freedom for small pieces of money that really don't get them out of their damn situation that's right and so what was what the hell was going what the hell was scary about bitcoin it's just going to be the next thing that i tried that flopped but hell all right we're gonna go to something that was just my mentality we're gonna go to the next thing then keep keep pushing keep pushing and interestingly enough there was an article there was a video right yesterday something ren fiskerman it was a kid Mm -hmm. 19 years old had invested in bitcoin he's a millionaire now and Mm -hmm. uh there was this kid that was disabled and he like bought the kid some like robotic arms kind of like dr octopus but like all of his money came from bitcoin so it goes to show like that investment that risk you took is paying off now because not only are you sitting on bank but then you can show other people the way like hey look this is what you want to do this is how you want to navigate but for the people out there that living under a rock what is bitcoin let's start digging into the meat of things you know Bitcoin is a okay. Let me say this. Bitcoin is a decentralized currency that operates kind of like a stock. That operates kind of like real estate. That operates kind of like the U.S. dollar. Now, how does it operate like a stock? It goes. The price, you know, can go up and down. Um, it can go up and down. It usually goes up. Most of your time in Bitcoin, you're in profit. Um, so much like, so kind of like how Tesla is, but Tesla isn't really doing numbers like Bitcoin. Um, it's, 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 it's within that ballpark. You could, you could, you could do a pair between USD and Bitcoin. All right. But it's not a stock because you can also use Bitcoin like collateral, like money. So I can spend, I can send you Bitcoin for, you know, a book or I can send you Bitcoin for the service you're providing. But yeah, I can send me send me the Bitcoin, man. Send me the Bitcoin. What's <laughs> up? We gonna try to get you something. Some. So then, like, so for instance, I can't pay you in Tesla though. You feel me? That's right. I can't pay you in Tesla, so that's why Tesla don't really hit on much. And then it's kind of like real estate, so it's scarcity. Mm. The reasons why the reasons why real estate is so powerful isn't based upon location. Location really don't matter. Look at Pangea shit the whole world shifted location don't matter what really matters is the fact that the world is only made up of 27 percent land so you cannot continuously print land just like you cannot continuously print bitcoin so there's a finite supply and that finite supply is what gives people the opportunity to watch the real what we really want to see in supply and demand you know so um you have and more importantly is decentralized so it's not controlled by any institution it's not controlled by any government. Nobody can get their hands on Bitcoin the way that they wish they could. And so that's where you got with Bitcoin. You got a storage value that appreciates like gold. You have scarcity like real estate. 
you have uh, price appreciation like a stock, and you also have um, decentralization. And one thing about Bitcoin, I was like, where's the value from in Bitcoin? Because we know that the stock is a share of a company. So depending on how well or how bad that company does, it affects the price of the stock. Like, for example, when a quarterly uh, report is released, you know, people look at him like, oh, my God, the company, it did so well. OK. And you see the stock price reflects on that or it did so bad. And, you know, people. But with Bitcoin, my own understanding, I'm not a Bitcoin expert. I just thought, oh, because a lot of people are talking about it and because his name is being everywhere. That's what's making Bitcoin like more valuable. I mean, so you can you can always put that in there. But finish out with your question. No, I ain't want to. Yeah, no, I wanted to say, like, what makes big like we like. <laughs> appreciation you know depreciation but with bitcoin where does it come from like why is it that a bitcoin price like i think the years back then it wasn't really bubbling then boom like 20 you know it just took like where is that coming from like is it because more people are drawn to it like what a celebrity mentioned it then it shot up elon musk bought like a whole like What's causing it to fluctuate in price and what's the value? Well, number one, supply and demand. So when you have, you have more, there is, there are more millionaires on the planet than you have Bitcoin left. All right. Number one. So it's scarcity. There's only 21 million Bitcoins ever be created. Wow. So you have more than 21 million billionaires, millionaires on the planet. So out of that, you know, you got that scarcity model that, you know, the more that people buy and hold, and a lot of times people are holding their Bitcoin. So there's less Bitcoin out there. And all of that is attached to the price appreciation. All mm. right. So we have that part. Um, and then when you have the fact that traditional governments, traditional money will always inflate the dollar, then people are starting to, what's really happening now is you're starting to see the weakness of the dollar. You're not really seeing the, the, the when you see the price of Bitcoin explode, you're not really seeing the value of Bitcoin. You're seeing the devaluation of the dollar. All mm. right. So this is a global currency. Sometimes we only think in terms of where we are here, but everyone around the world is buying Bitcoin. A lot of people around the world are buying Bitcoin, even though it's a hundred million plus everyone around the world is buying Bitcoin. So everybody's money is in Bitcoin. Well, not everybody's, but you have glo people globally who put their money in Bitcoin. So then the price appreciation comes with the fact of, um, of course, you got the FOMO, you got the uh, the FUD, the celebrity mentions, all of that goes into place. Like when Elon bought $1.5 billion of Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin shot up like $8,000 in a day. Um, wow. But you have the fact that it's not, I think one of the major things that people don't really understand is that um, it's, back, it's not backed by a government, it's not backed by an entity. So that's that's valuable to people. You know, you don't have the SEC determining, you know, things. You don't have the central banks. You don't have the Fed able to raise interest rates on it. You don't have anybody doing all that. And that it, that brings people a sense of calm. So mm. that's going to always be valuable. Even if the price of, check this out, even if the price of Bitcoin don't go up nowhere today, if it stays exactly where it is, it'll be more valuable than any money in the world because it will finally be a stable money that you don't have with regular, regular money. And it will be a decentralized money that works off of the internet and electricity and mathematics. So it's really designed to have no human interaction, period. All right. Wow. And the fact that it's attached to something that's called the blockchain and it's immutable. 
You can't go back. You can't erase the files. Like here's an example. In 2009, the U.S. Uh, the Fed lost nine trillion dollars during the recession of 2009. Nobody can account for that money. That would have been thirty thousand dollars to each American citizen. You can't do that in Bitcoin. All right. Like it's pseudo anonymous, so your your identity is withheld, but every transaction is seen. That's valuable to people. So there are a lot of different variables that make Bitcoin valuable, and everybody has the one they look at the most. You know, I'm here for freedom and decentralization. I mean, the money goes up. Everybody dollar goes up in Bitcoin. That's the fact that you make money in Bitcoin is not the ultimate. Um, it's not the ultimate reason people are here. You know, some people are here for the money. Some people are here for the freedom. Some people are here to use it as a means of exchanging money. Like I can do business with someone in Africa and they don't have to go through all the exchange fees of trying to send me USD. You know, these are these are just bare basics. And I haven't even gotten into like the deep levels of tech, you know, to where you can be your own bank. Seriously. You know, so that whole decentralized model is very, very real to people. And the fact that you have all of those factors into play brings Bitcoin value. And over time, everybody starts leading down the rabbit. Once you're down that rabbit hole, you start going towards decentralization and the freedom mm. of Bitcoin. And it seems like Bitcoin was that infant that has now started leading the adults in terms <laughs> of like the because the financial system is traditional and there's so many complaints there's the greed there's like you said the secrecy what happened to the certain trillion dollars like and not just here but around the world you see a lot of these organizations kind of mislead the masses and banking institutions kind of like you know profiting billions of dollars off people so it's like blockchain mm -hmm. was born to combat all that and it was at a younger age where it can't really do anything but now as a young adult it's moving it's gaining mm -hmm. momentum and it, it's kind of interesting really, it's really not a whole teenager yet wow <laughs> bitcoin is only 12 years old <laughs> it's, um from talking to the other guy something uh sakashi nagasoka or something oh, like that Satoshi nakamoto yeah, Satoshi. I felt like I was in an anime talking to him or like in <laughs> cartoons, but it's so fascinating because they were like, even till today, it, that's just a rumor. You know, they don't know 100% like he created it. So it's like, where did this come from? It maybe even came from the depths of human subconscious to mm -hmm. combat the traditional financial system. So this is just the natural evolution of humanity, the next stage well, of humanity. They're like, to be honest, there have been a lot of different cyberpunk movements when it comes to money. Um, I know one in particular is called E-Gold. Like even mm. kind of even kind of like PayPal, they tried to be that 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 thing that was gonna be, you know, internet money, but they kept running into the same problems. They kept running the same problems that E-Gold ran into, that um, hell, I forgot all the other companies, but there were a lot of other different projects and companies that tried to build something like this and they all failed because they ran across the same roadblock until you know satoshi nakamoto took all those all the the goods throughout the bad and blended it all together to bring about bitcoin to people so it was uh it really did not come out of thin air you know what i'm saying a lot of people think oh this just came out of thin air or they think you know um nsa or they think the government's behind it when you when 
and these and this comes from people who don't know shit about technology to be honest with you they don't they could not tell you what a code is to save their life but they have all these grand um conspiracy theories on what it is but they don't have no knowledge when they speak about but when you do when you do like due diligent research you start seeing that you know you have all these different projects that try to put together bitcoin then you, you got satoshi nakamoto like in my in my thought i think satoshi is a damn alien mm. um but who knows like that it's that speculation that's out there however um that's how that's how you know it really came about but yeah you're right though out of human subconsciousness out of being oppressed for so long by governments and institutions and we ain't even just talking about black people we already know our oppression is serious but everyone right. is being oppressed over a dollar over their their currency so um you know there was time for something new to be bought to humanity and that was through bitcoin like that was like that front when you look at all the other great prophets who came along through history none of them were able to talk about money mm. and, and why why do you think that is uh i mean i guess it was probably too much spiritual you know you thought that you would be able to prevail you know over what religious texts offered um and then or 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 it could have just been the proper the proper um the proper way for it to happen you know i can't i can't disrespect any any of them but you know when you look at it hell a lot of dr king ain't know nothing about computers did that's right no no Ali, malcolm x they know anything about computers gandhi i mean they were all going off of what they felt was what their calling was you know yeah they might have spoke about finances but you know i do nothing like this hey <laughs> you know what i'm saying so at the end of the day you got I, I give respect where it's due but in my eyes this is just another point of in history that is like you know this could be like a biblical moment almost you know or whatever religious mm. text somebody listens like they're going to write about these moments thousands of years from now I'll be like you know this podcast with justin reginald tulo was what it was you know what i mean like you just got to think about that years and hundreds of years from now you know they're going to be writing about us in textbooks like we are we're going to be pioneers of history and that's you what know the when i was speaking to samuel early i was like you know what we may experience this, this in our lifetime we may not but eventually it's going to get to a point whereby we're not even going to die people are not going to be dying anymore like they eat all this genome sequencing and splicing and cloning and you know crypto like there's so many different like there's probably all it takes is there. one there are projects no, go ahead. to help people leave about 700 years old um there was this I, I read a lot of futuristic books brother and one 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 something that stuck out to me the most was that most pharmaceutical companies only make pills or medicine that could improve 20 percent of the population wow. so there's y'all can google this one company called viome v-i-o-m-e and what they're looking to do is to make food with gut bacteria help help that particular person you know that particular person to solve that particular person's needs so there's a lot of there's like you're right though you will we are and who knows we could we could make it you know like this is why i love high level information this is why i love being where things are happening because that's something i realized i did not have access to black people as a whole did not have access to that fresh information that fresh information think about mm. this look at all the like no disrespect but look at shows like the roland martin show he yeah. has great cause he's a strong whole 
is going forward with pushing together an agenda, but the messages are played out. We've already seen that those those tactics don't really work. They don't bring about financial liberation to people. And when you're really looking at it, this is we're not here for social justice. We're here for economics now. This is an economic time. And that's the that's the mission that has that's that's the mentality that folks have to have. Economic yeah. is what's gonna be what's gonna be the thing. Yeah, I think if you look at especially our community, there's been an explosion of entrepreneurship and it's kind of interesting because there's a number of couple of different things. For example, you know, they say the, the the black woman is the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs, according to Forbes. And we're seeing these black women with incredible brands. I'm talking about your real, the Booty Judies, the Super Sense, the Ronnie Browns, uh, her book from mopping floors to making millions on Instagram, like. Mm-hmm. I was telling this joke earlier that some of their brands look so good. It looked like you could just take it off Instagram and just start eating it. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've mastered this. But I'm also seeing brothers now, you know, mm-hmm. starting to the, the the Neo Davis and the new HCOs and, you know, EYL and, you know, the, him 500 and, you know, mm-hmm. starting to develop these brands and starting to, you know, really lead the, the wave of entrepreneurship and making it one thing about us that i've started noticing is that you got to make it look cool right you know yeah. if you don't make it look it's kind of what i mean it is weird I think it we, is we gotta we gotta make it flashy a little bit right you gotta you got it's almost it's you don't have to but it helps to use that hip-hop appeal exactly. you know what i mean and the fact of like you know i feel exactly what you mean you know, because everybody wants to go off the trap vibes. You know what I mean? Like everybody, it's amazing. It's amazing how trap folks, people be bringing trap stuff into corporate America. And you're looking like, man, can you please stop that shit? Like, you would not want to be in those situations, right? But it's cool to talk that shit. I mean, hell, white folks do it, right? Yeah, they look, do. I mean, look, look at look at how they look at how they now. I mean, when you look at the 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 what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Not social impact. The um, the social effect of hip hop. The network effect. You feel me? Bitcoin mm-hmm. is going to have a greater network effect than anything that's been ever been out there. But look at the mm-hmm. network effect of hip hop. Like everybody wants to be hip. It's like Paul Mooney said. Everybody want to be black, but don't nobody really want to be black. That's right. right. They want the so, advantages. They want yeah. the the juice, the flavor. Yeah. You, because yeah, want, if if, if hip hop was so quote unquote you know, it came from us and our people and blackness and the music and this, that, and the third. We haven't benefited from it at all. In fact, you, you see these uh, other communities, record labels, you know, distribution, you know, overseas. And they've built up massive buildings and skyscrapers. And what do we have to show for it? You're trapped. You feel me? That's what we got to show. Niggas love talking gang gang, but ain't nobody ever lived in Chicago though. You feel me? Like the, the people we love the we love this stuff and it's 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 alright, but it's sad though, you feel me? Because you you're dealing with people who are portraying an image and it's cool because you want to look like what's hip, but can you really relate to what those people are going through? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's cool to look like 
you know, the next rapper and, and you know, I got my degree and I'm not knocking none of that. I'm grateful. I'm grateful anybody that has. But when it comes down to connecting with people that are doing that, that actually look like that, can you can you talk them through that situation? Can you tell them like, you know, can you tell them, hey, how how they, how they going to really get it out of coming up on their mama's couch, out of their mom's right. basement? You know what I'm saying? Like. And that's that's the point you just said coming off their mama's basement. Those people that because what's going on now, there's an explosion. Like you you know something, you just sell it. Like mm-hmm. you can sell anything nowadays. And so, but one thing too as well, you gotta have it helps to have a certain appearance. You know, oh, you got fifty thousand followers. Oh, he just came out with a little rose rock. Man, I'm a fin- I'm a bot. People don't have you know the, the thinking is such on a. Like you see these other races, the dude come out with like a white t-shirt, you know, like some Nike pants and like some socks. And if you try to come out with that in our community, oh, he a bum, he don't got nothing going on. Da, da, da. Even though you're talking a really high level game. Like yeah. you can be talking- They gonna believe, they gonna believe you the cap, right? They gonna believe you the cap. But the other folks who written the roles, Rolls Royce for content for the commercial, they exactly. not cap they're not cap. They're yeah, going. They're yeah. going. They're going to get the money together yeah. to buy the course. And <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, I still feel like okay, you're still gonna. You might not get like the full 100. percent It might be super diluted. You might get like 10, percent but at least it'll give you a little stepping stone, so you you know how to start moving more strategically. But I wanted to ask, even for the dude that is on his mama's couch. How do how do your everyday people start getting into Bitcoin? Because the Bitcoin price is so it's it's expensive right now, you know. So like your average everyday, it's not expensive, bro. Think about like this: when you match the properties that you can get with Bitcoin, like when you like, I mean, all right. So let me say this: from the everyday person, damn, I ain't got fifty thousand dollars, but do you though? When you when when this is why I said budgeting was one of the greatest things that happened to me. Because when I started looking at where my money was going, I might not have had fifty k, but I damn sure made I damn sure spent enough on some bullshit to put a dent in getting the whole Bitcoin. Mm. You know what I mean? When my attitude was about chasing girls and you know smoking on gas, trying to goddamn you know attract people for a quick night. Once that attitude shifted, the money changed with it. Like, I know folks who swear they can't do X, Y, Z, but y'all buy bottles in the club regularly that you could have gotten at the bar, I mean, at the ABC store for five five times less. Ain't that the truth? So, I mean, yeah, 50K might be a, might be a good chunk, but I don't know people blow through more money than, than they think they do. But then when you don't take account of it, it's just a lifestyle like, oh, I get that back. I get that back. I get that back. You're not. And that's something that happened for me. I realized a lot of the money I was spending was already depreciated. Mm. You buy a car, it loses value. Everything yeah. most people buy loses value. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing, brother. Black people have $1.2 trillion of spending power. Where the hell does it come from if we don't make, all the, if we don't make money, right? Now, we know we got our celebrities that contribute too, but we don't have a lot of celebrities. We don't have a lot of wealthy people. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a lot of wealthy people. Hell, Ye just touched a bill. Shout out to Ye. You know Shout what I'm saying? Shout out to Ye. And folks was dogging Ye. Think about this, brother. I've always watched the people who were the greatest at what they do and looked at, look at the story. Look how people dogged them. 
That's how people dogged Kanye West. I was always on the side of Ye. I ain't care if he had mental if he said he had mental ills or not. Bro was legit to me. Shout out to Ye. But yeah, that's so that's life. 10, so if you take ten percent of the black spending power, we could have one hundred twenty billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. We could leverage everything Elon Musk has bought. But where does the money come from if we don't if we don't ever look at our money? So I mean, fifty k to the average person. What I would say is, man, um, one of the first things I, I learned I had to do was what is the first thing I buy every time I get paid? I remember reading this book called Profit First. And one of the most important things he said was when first time you get paid, you need to pay yourself in the future. And then everything that comes after that is either an expense or a liability. So if I had never had nothing, because I used to operate from this mindset and you know, some of us always do. I'm just going to run into a load, boatload of money and I'm going to be good. That's not how it goes because if you get it fast, you're going to lose it fast. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's all about shifting the mindset because I like I always say black people are the most talented folks on the face of the planet like you said the woman went from mopping buckets to making a meal on the ground come on man like it's the different potential get off the dope you know what I'm saying get off get off the, get off the bullshit because that shit is, is over with like we honestly seen dudes make money in the streets and it's like god damn I already know they can run a fortune 100 business based upon the level of stress you deal with yep you know what I'm saying? So the it's there. I'm not I can't I can't no longer sit here and say it's too expensive for black folks to get, man. You have it within you. You just don't believe it. You just don't believe it. And it starts you start small. You know what I'm saying? You start small. But you gotta give yourself an opportunity. How is this thing I'm gonna buy right now? If I look at myself a month from now, am I gonna be happy I made this purchase? Nine times out of ten, if you feel like Bitcoin is too much, then what you've been buying, you ain't happy with what you bought. Because a lot of times the shit we do buy, we got to sell for less and think we made a good deal on it. That's mm. the craziest shit ever. Think of the pawn shop mentality. Well, I got these shoes. I paid $100 for them, but I'm going to sell them for seven. But I got a good deal on it. Bro, you lost. That's a loss. We've been conditioned to, to, we've been mm. conditioned to celebrate losses. Now you buy $150 of a Bitcoin and, and when I bought it, now it's, you know, Bitcoin almost hit $61,000. That's almost 100X. So that $150 is 15K. So you can sell $300 of that Bitcoin and still be straight. That's the mentality that has to happen. Appreciation of value. We don't believe things appreciate. So we just live like it doesn't matter. Wow. That, that's that's incredibly deep. Uh, and even, you know, when I was speaking to Samuel earlier, he was talking about this start off by buying uh satories you know you can you can buy fifty dollars a hundred dollars five hundred dollars worth yeah and the the way you know bitcoin is going hey you could wake up and that could be 10 grand so <laughs> hey listen i can't i can't knock it i mean you know it's it has yet to have happened that quickly but what you were referring to is satoshis and like, you know, when any, any like this, cause people on this call, they might've heard about Doge. They might've heard about XRP. They might've heard about Ethereum. That's they right. might've powered all this cheap shit, right? And, or Polkadot, all this other cheap shit. They might've heard of all those things. And when you think in terms of quantity, oh, I can buy more XRP than I can Bitcoin. Oh, I can buy more. 
I could buy more um what Doge they're gonna buy Bitcoin. But what matters is the quality of what the cryptocurrency you're buying. So no matter what you put your money, no matter how much Doge you buy, no matter how much um Ethereum you buy, no matter how much polka dot you buy, and the reason I could talk like this because I've lived this, I've lived out what I'm saying to you. Your money will still go better in Bitcoin with what you said, Satoshi's. I might mm. be able to buy a hundred doughs with a hundred dollars, but or I might be only be able to buy ten thousand Satoshi's. However, that hundred would compare to that ten thousand Satoshi's will appreciate better and longer than it would in any other cryptocurrency. And again, I say that because I lived it. You know what I mean? So that's why I mean there's a big difference in noticing what value will mean now in the new century. And that's where, you know, I, I, I teach that a lot to people. It's just about, you know, noticing what's real and how to and how to go about moving forward from here on out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was hearing that there's something whereby people are buying Bitcoin and just holding on to it like for dear life. It's called HODL or something like that. H O D L like did they buy you know yeah that's it like they you know mm -hmm. so what what's that all about like like, just said, like, like like early on the only thing i did was just dog cost. i would buy bitcoin i would go to work buy bitcoin right so hodling hold on for dear life even if you hear someone say oh you know bitcoin crashed i don't give a damn i'm holding um janet yellen came out there and said there's a double spending problem with bitcoin even though it was false people sold mm -hmm. um What's the man's name? Was it Ray Dalio? Ray Dalio came out and said, oh, I think Bitcoin is going to get banned. People will sell off of this stupid shit. But when you hodl, you hodl during times where the price of Bitcoin is going low, like Bitcoin shot down and then the media pushes out more FUD. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's dead. That's right. oh, it's fake. It's this, that, a third. And people will sell, sell. They, it's, this mint, hodl is really meant for newbies to understand, like, listen, don't listen to nothing. Just, just hold on to it. Yeah, like yeah. even if you don't watch TV at all, you'll still be good. You don't have to keep up with Bitcoin. You don't have to keep up with the news cycles. All you gotta do is just huddle. Hold on for dear life. And you know, a couple years from down the line, if you if you've never had like I tell my friends, I tell some of my clients, you're here to increase, you're here to add zeros to That's your right. wealth. Fuck all the, the rent money you need. If you got to get rent and birthday money, that's something you need to take care of with your own hustle and your own business. Don't touch you're that not, Bitcoin you're here, money. Yeah, you're here to add zeros to yourself. You're here to be on a different level of a playing field. You're here to be, you're here to pass down Bitcoin to your children that you will never get to use. Wow. Like they, this is for my children's children whom only gonna know me about on a on a picture of a goddamn wall saying like damn you bought bitcoin for us yeah i did this for you i did this for you great 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 grandchild like here's the thing like uh this this might be in your family or not my mom has a cast iron skillet that her great great grandmother gave down the line that's how i'm looking to pass down bitcoin wow. that's how that's the mentality that's the mentality you had to win because when you hollow that damn long and this goes on through your family of lineage you would have men understood what generational wealth is generational wealth is not just something for my children for my children's children generational wealth is like it's like this 
you buying Bitcoin now is compared to being one of the first early slave owners in America. Mm. You buying Bitcoin now is compared to being one of the first people to own gold ever. What are those sandwiches looking like now? They, they don't even think about payments. The fuck? Like, who, who are they? They're not thinking about money. They're like, thinking yeah. about they're thinking about going to Mars. They're thinking about how do we make how they're thinking about controlling human life. I'm not saying you gotta do that, but just think about this, man. They 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 think about I don't even know what the hell they think about because I'm not on that level. I can't tell you what they think about. But yeah, that's they, the type of building organization structures. They they they're probably trying to build the new evolved form of what Bitcoin is going to be. They're the ones financing ideas, venture capitalism. They they're the ones because you have that much money, you can bring forth ideas that impact change the face of the world. And they're the ones sitting down on these boards saying that can we make that white? Can we make that black? Can we go ahead and make that idea? Because hey. The one with the money speaks at the end of the day. And that's what Bitcoin can bring to the average person. Venture capital style returns. And now you are the venture capitalist for your own projects on folks in, folks in your family. Imagine sitting on 10 million worth of Bitcoin. What could you... I mean, that's not even... Compared to everybody else, that's not even a lot of damn money. Compared to Elon, Elon would goddamn kill himself if he woke up with 10 mil. But what type of creativity would a black person be able to do with $10 million? Man, and, and it's things that things are changing rapidly. You know, we're seeing Jay Z with you know CBD and you know investing in multiple companies. You're seeing Yay, but you know there's a whole bunch of other black entrepreneurs operating, if not at higher levels. Is just that we as the black race kind of gravitate towards the entertainers and, and push mm-hmm. them up on the pedestal. And, mm-hmm. Oh, I know what Lil Wayne did yesterday. But, you know, what was a black entrepreneur that, you know, built out a company, sold it for $25 million? Nobody knows his name. It's sad, but I mean, you know, it'll change up. It'll change up, man. You know, you just got to have the right person to do it. Sometimes you don't have to, sometimes the the name don't match. You know, sometimes they don't have the the flair to bring. Sometimes they don't have the story. But it all takes a Talks about having that perfect combination. Yeah, yeah I, I can't wait for you to open up your uh, Bitcoin Academy, man. I feel like you're you going to build like an organization to just, you know, change the face of the earth and especially for our community and like finances and how to budget and things like that. Even now, I had to like my finances and like sit down and like pay attention. Like, yo, what am I doing? Like, does this make sense? Because I think our people are okay with kind of like mediocrity yeah mediocrity and what's kicked to the the corner for them like yo here the crumbs yo take it and you're like oh my god yo we got crumbs yo like yeah yo like oh yo Mm -hmm. and we're seeing people build these empires that are just literally rewriting you know history and building like look at the the facebooks of the world and you know this Mm -hmm. The Alibaba's and the AliExpress, so it's kind of like it's a competitive world. At the end of the day, have you, you know ever heard? Saying? Have you ever heard a term called moonshot? Yeah, moonshot. Uh, um, there's a book about that too, as well. I'm actually reading that book. So the thing, one thing it said in that book is the fact that it's easier to create a moonshot than it is a small business. The only thing that takes place is that you have to be able to think and have imagination to create it. 
Wow. So when you are when you build something so because you have to be in the future, you have to be knowing what's coming. So then you can create something for that future that there are no rules on. Mm. When you continuously build businesses and do things like you said, the crumbs, the crumbs and shit, like you want to do. Oh, God, I ain't trying to disrespect nobody's profession, but you want to do shit that's already been here for centuries. Bro, no one cares about that. The 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 business model behind that isn't even attached to technology. So what's going to happen? You're going to get left behind by someone who's here to disrupt that whole entire industry. And then if you're not even into Bitcoin, your 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 business is attached to the US dollar that's attached to inflation. As you can see, the more money that gets printed off, the weaker the dollar's going to get. Watch the prices of gas go up this summer. Shit going to be tremendous. It's going to be tremendous. Watch the prices of everything just rise. Inflation is very real, but folks who swear they know money don't pay attention to that. Their investments or what have you are not going to be able to keep up with inflation. So at that same model, how are you mentally going to be able to build a business that's going to be here to be sustained in the future? I just told you Uber is going to get could get moved out the way by a fucking car company. All right. So. If, I'm gonna say this, and I put this on Twitter. If Elon Musk, if his companies, Tesla, SpaceX, the boring company, and him personally all bought Bitcoin, and he's made more money off of buying Bitcoin than he has in any of those companies, what the hell are you going to build? What are you going to build? This man is building companies that have clean energy, that could put people on the on the damn on Mars, that can that create tunnel highways and bitcoin has bought him more money than all of that so what are you going to create that's big enough that makes sense if you don't have that in mind right now just buy bitcoin and go study some other shit to build because you will get left behind and that's the mentality that it would take for black folks to understand like all right i need to step into that fear that i've always been afraid of doing you know but mm -hmm. we start speaking we start listening to people who are all like you say, mediocre, man, just go with this. This That's easier. Go with this. Fuck what's easy. When has it ever been easy to be on be in this country as black? Stop doing what's easy. Otherwise, you go keep on being what? In a saturated field where everybody doing the same damn thing. Mm. Mediocrity is saturated, brother. Mm, mm, mm. Man, I, you, you got such a like motivational like fringe about you, man. Like and it's deep too i could tell that you you thought about this a lot man and especially like innovation and uh doing what has not been done before because at the end of the day look at look at amazon look at the your, the the major corporations ruling the world the, your microsoft it's all an idea mm -hmm. that somebody had that was way different from everybody else or a spin Mm -hmm. on how to make it more efficient and they just kept pushing it because as human beings you know god said he created us in his image and likeness you know and god created milky ways and galaxies and mm -hmm. all kinds of things so if we're having the ability and it goes to show look at the elon they're creating worlds like let's mm -hmm. be real like you know that he's shooting these uh spaceships and you saw i think it was, was s10 or something whatever and like the way it kind of like you know it's coming back to earth and i think that the first one this 
boom, exploded in the air. The second one landed, and then there was a leak, boom, and it exploded as it was coming down. This one landed, they thought it was good, but it was a little leak, and it, like it's getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And before you know, they're going to be having routine, you know, trips to Mars. Before you mm-hmm. know, start building colonies up on there. Mm-hmm. Before you know, oh, that's human population AB two over there. Yeah, they've been living. They adapted to Mars because you know they have elongated, you know, skeletal muscles and tissue strength. And mm-hmm. so it's almost interesting to think about our thoughts become reality, you know. And as man thinketh, so so shall it be. Exactly. So now nah, it, it's super dope, and I think yeah, we can't be you know the people on the on the sideline like. Woo! You know, yeah, man, I'm everything. not no fucking spectator. I'm not no cheerleader, bro. I'm getting in the game, man. Like, I get into oh, the man. game. Like, you got like, I'm, yeah. I'm not here. To, I don't give a damn about that man. Money. We we too. Oh man, look what he's doing. Oh my god, Elon is such a genius. No, you an idiot. I'm the genius. I need to get up there. You know what I'm saying? How you gonna build that? Even like, even with the course, the course is meant to expand your mind. You feel me? beyond what people tell you on youtube bitcoin is beyond what you hear these these people talk about you know what i mean expand your mind and it's 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 like yeah you said it for real like yo people be cheerleading and oh he's such a great guy how great are you though mm. you know what i'm saying like even even in my book like it talks about being the top of the top how great are you you know what i mean like I know we we you ain't bring it up, but like when I, the reason I even named the book about an orca because the orca is the wolf of the sea. Everybody thinks it's the shark. It's not. It's the orca. Yeah, the orca is the goat of the war of the water. He hunts down the he hunts down the shark. Sharks are popular. Popularity don't mean shit. Are how are you the best? How are you the best? How do you go about your day to day life? How do you tackle the competition? Right? How do you stay above them? Because you gotta understand, like, when you're at the top of the game, everybody's moving fast. Like, I'm looking to build a moonshot, but I gotta move fast. Why? Because there's people with billions of dollars more than me ready to go. They're ready to go. People are ready to go. We ain't just like even when I did vegan on the go, like I looked around, who was doing this? Okay, nobody, let's get this going. Shit. I was the only person doing it. Then people started doing it. Bitcoin vegan. I'm looking on Google and looking on hashtags on around the world. Nobody's using it. Okay, let's run with that name. This was my, this was what I know I can do. I can build something no one has ever seen before. So let's go make it, let's go take it a step further. Let's take it a step further. What is that going to look like? You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm looking to build another business and I have it laid out and I'm looking to disrupt something. I don't want to speak on it yet, but however, that's just what it is. How are you going to move forward in this world? Because next level entrepreneurs, they build something dope. They disrupt. They, yeah, they, they disrupt disrupting. something. They disrupt. They build something dope. Hell, look at Tom from MySpace. We don't even talk about Tom. Look at Tom. We talk about Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey. Hell, hell, Tom, the real goat. Yeah. Yeah. It, man, now you making me think like I need to be thinking generationals ahead. Like think in terms of like how do you how do you manifest that thing into reality like how do you that idea so man this this has been probably one of the best podcasts you know that i've done because you're you're challenging my way of thinking about everything around me which is needed 
you know, we need people to challenge our way of thinking. You know, too many times we we think life is one way and that's how it only is going to be. And, you know, there's nothing more, nothing less. No, you need to be around people that are thinking about life in terms of like expansion, evolution, building, like how do we create the next, you know, idea to, to change the world? How do we do something that has never been done before? So, you know, until next time, my masterminders, I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast. Again, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. And blow up my inbox, man. I need to hear your suggestions, feedback, people I need to interview next, topics I need to cover. Again, I appreciate all y'all. And while you're at it, you might as well go to Apple and drop that review. Let's get it. Rah.